I, I was just saying you have nice art. Yeah. That's all. And then Sean accused me of being a voyeuristic <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> Those are all, um, they were all painted by my grandmother. That's fucking wholesome uh, as shit. Now I want to see. Damn see, it. Sean. I know I made I make mistakes constantly. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, yeah. He said I make mistakes constantly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's wholesome. It's true. Oh, it's very true. It is. It is. There's less wholesome art in the apartment. There is definitely good. So we'll look at that after the show. Mouse podcast. It's about birds. Hi, friends, and welcome to episode 23 of Foul Mouths Podcast. Typically, here's where we'd insert some wit and warble, preparing you for the debauched nonsense that awaits you. This episode, though, is way too fucking important for that. David Robinson sat down with us to talk all things Auk the Vote. The message for this episode is pretty plain. Go fucking vote. If you're in a blue state, if you're in a red state phone bank and turn those swing states we all need to do our part because the birds can't campaign like the environment depends on it because well it does thanks for listening and awk the fucking vote david robinson welcome to foul mouth podcast thanks for coming on talking about all these fun things i thought um I thought that we would get back to our regularly scheduled program where we just talked about ridiculous, inane bird shit, but instead, we're going to get fucking political, so um, let's get the old uh, intros out of the way, the obligatory intro. Who are you, David Robinson? Well, let's see. Um, first, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. Who am I? It's a very big question. Um, so I am a passionate, passionate birder, uh, but that's not what pays my bills. So I'm a high school teacher. Nope. Uh, yeah, right? How, how unusual. Uh, so I'm a high school teacher, an English teacher in Oakland, California, uh, at a little nerdy private school. And uh, I'm, I've been like a Nonprofit worker in various ways, and a professor at one point, and an activist. But right now, teacher and bird watcher. Teacher and bird watcher, thank you for your service. We <laughs> need more bird watchers teaching because we need more young people birding. So I definitely, think, uh, and we need yeah. more fearless people to face high schoolers yeah. in a teaching <laughs> capacity because. I mean, I know middle school is supposed to be the worst, but it seems like the percentage of firearms increases as you move into high school. So yeah, it's sad to laugh, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I have to admit, though, my our private school is as sweet as can be. Uh, so, yeah, I'm more dangerous than they are. Yeah. Right. You're bringing the guns. And he's an English teacher. <laughs> so he's like teaching them like, oh, captain, my captain. and. There you go. <laughs> can, can you still teach that, Heather? I don't know. I think that's, no. no. Yeah, what does yeah. high school English look like right now? What are you allowed to teach? Oh, high school English is in, like, huge, huge flux. Um, we're, I'm at a school that had a black at um, Instagram feed this summer where black students and alums talked about their experience of racism, you know, you know, sometimes overt, very often, you know, like, about unexamined white privilege yeah. and um so this our school like a lot of them is really in the midst of trying to re-examine everything and really put uh equity and inclusion especially race especially you know black experience right on the front burner so it's, it's actually a really exciting time because there's also a lot of uh student leadership it's it's pretty beautiful to watch um but yeah that question of what can you teach it's legitimately uh an open question now yeah it, i was i was gonna say well it only took until 2020 and that's <laughs> exactly that's not exactly, a dig right it's not a dig at your school i mean th there there are places in this country where i'm i'm i don't think these really discussions frustrated. are even happening yeah I'm, I'm really frustrated and sad to say i don't i don't think this is going to be a conversation for a long time and so this yeah. question about what you can teach the cut so many ways because you know, geez, well, you probably know all about the, well, maybe you don't, I don't, I don't know if your curriculum is really affected 
by Texas, for example, you know, the way no, the public no. school curriculum is. Yeah, we're really, really lucky. A good friend of mine who teaches in the Oakland public schools faces that issue about, you know, um, their their textbooks are from definitely California, not Texas. Mm. But, um, you know, she's got colleagues elsewhere who fight to get, you know, the, the books that they want. And the, But the thing I would maybe say about, instead of what you can't teach, this is really much more about what else you can teach other than the things that, you know, have been taught again yeah. and again and again mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. So it's actually, there's tons more to teach, mm-hmm. but um, it means you, you know, you have to learn more. You have to read more. You have to learn more. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm hopeful there'll, there'll be some change there, but nationally, who, who knows? You know, yeah. California is a little different. Yeah, a little. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, let's get this one out of the way, too. You said California. You're the first person from the West Coast, right, to come on the show, right? I am, I, so. am I, unless I'm forgetting someone, I think we might have gone one time zone back, but this is, you're the farthest away, right? Mm. Am I forgetting something? Yeah. We've, we've, we've talked to people who, we've talked to people who did live on the West Coast briefly and or traveled there for birding, but yeah, it was but really in passing. People who have lived, were living there. That's right. So... It's nice to feel like we're maybe spreading our um, wings, wings a little bit further. Uh, yeah, I can't believe. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, you can. <laughs> you can burn me later. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, so you're on the West Coast. I think honestly, like the only thing that I could think of outside of like politics was the wildfires and die off and, and yeah. the yep. horrible, horrible things that are happening in your area. Like what, what is going on? Are you seeing this massive die off? Are you guys like, like experiencing this firsthand? What's going on? Well, so that's definitely in the birder circles. Uh, I'm in the question of the what's, what's happening to the birds because of all that wildfire um, and all the smoke is really Uh, It's really a big question. And so, um, like, I'm in a a year-long course, I hate to say the name, master burning course, because I am not a master in any way, but it's uh, Golden Gate Audubon and uh, the California Academy of Sciences do a year-long course. And the teachers just sent us uh, a bunch of articles, uh, you know, with the different theories people are having. Because, yes, they're seeing some die-off, some... There's some possibility it's smoke, but there are also questions about whether it's weather, some unusual weather systems. But in a way, it's just too soon to see. I, right. I'm certainly not noticing it in my neighborhood, but you know, uh, two weeks ago, you couldn't. I, you know, I think I said I sent you that picture about me in a yeah. gas mask. I mean, that that yeah. was the only way to go bird watching. It was that intense. Hmm. A, I can't believe you did that, and B, like <laughs> it was like it looked like like the 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 cover of the horror movie. It was like some yeah. toxic holocaust. It looked horrifying. Yeah, and well, you know, and I hadn't literally I had not been outside for more than just a couple of minutes in over Shit. a week, and you know since COVID. Uh, just the neighborhood birding has been what's kept me sane just to do some of that. So, yeah, it, it suddenly living in California feels very different. Uh, like everyone I know is having to readjust our sense of really what it means to be out here uh, mm-hmm. because these fires are only going to continue and get, you know, get worse uh, for quite a while. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I th- it was, I think, last year where the chief fire honcho in <laughs> California basically said, there is no more fire season. It's right. always fire season. Yeah. And I remember hearing that, and it just it, it sent a chill down my spine because it's this sort of stuff, you know, where you California hit a tipping point, and, and yeah. you're, you've yeah. crossed over the event horizon and you know it's going to take some sort of massive shift for this yep. to not just be a regular all the time thing which is absolutely horrifying yeah yeah it used to, i used to live in la and when i lived there we there was a huge fire 
in uh, the Angeles National Forest, and I think we had another one, forget which forest, that was out east. You know, I remember driving through, you know, months later, and it was like a lunar landscape. But it was talked about as if, okay, well, this is a really unusual occurrence. And sure enough, they didn't have another one of that size, you know, for a number of years. But, you know, we're two years in a row with just breaking records again and again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, and there's a lot more talk now about (laughs) going back to what, you know, (laughs) the First Nation people knew about using fire, right? It's just that it's going to take a really long time. Unless, of course, we just all go and sweep up the, you know, the ground in the, in the forest, like Trump says, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, right. Just get rid of That's the kindling. You know? I think, well, exactly. Yeah. And outlaw uh, gender reveal parties and, and we're all set. <laughs> yes. OK, well, I might say that would be a good thing. Outlawing gender reveal parties. I'm all for it. It's I a mean, two in one, yeah. you know, two with one stone sort of thing, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think if 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 that's the primary casualty that comes out of this, it's I can't say it's been worth it. That's just too, <laughs> it's just too awful. But it's it's close. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I, I it's funny. Um. It it hit me when I have I have uh, a client that's out in the middle of California and they're on a commune, and <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's a sex call. Uh, that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast, actually. And um, yeah. no, it really is. And and so they like I would bird while I would talk to them because they would be outside. And they're like, oh, it's wonderful. And you would hear like all these birds in the background. And now when I talk to them, they're like, hello from the hellscape. And it's like a completely yeah. different feel. They're like inside and, you know, no yeah. more being outside because it's too close. And I'm just yeah. like. Wow, it went from like this idyllic, you know, commune, the kind of place everyone dreams about to like, they're like, oh, it's horrible. We can't go outside. We can't breathe. It's, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, all now people it's... dream about idyllic sex cults. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, right now, this past week has been gorgeous. And, you know, everyone's who can be out there is, you know, looking for fall warblers and, you know, it, it when it's not all on fire, it's, yeah, it's, it's great, exciting, right? Beautiful place. Mm-hmm. So, and the avocados yeah. are cheaper out there, so that's just they, they definitely are so much wonderful stuff out there. They're even they're even cheaper <laughs> when they're when they're smoke damaged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little tastier. Yeah, I, ro- yeah, roasted avocado. I don't know. That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> mm, it make does. it a thing. Um. Okay. So let's let's just get into Oc the vote. You know. Uh, yeah. Where did this come from? Where? It, what is it? Let's just get all into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is Oc the vote? Oc the vote. Oc the vote. A U K the vote. Um, it started. So it's a it's a get out the vote mobilization, right? And the idea is getting uh, bird watchers across the country to pitch in and really do some of this phone banking and letter writing and postcarding directed at swing states. So no matter where you are as a birder, you can help affect the outcome of the election to elect pro-bird, pro-environment candidates. So it's, it's a simple concept. And it really came about because like last winter, as I started to think about the, you know, impending election, you know, I, I could do on my own phone banking Again, I could, you know, like, of course, I did that in the last few elections. I had been planning on going canvassing, but once that became, you know, in the spring impossible, I started to think more and more, well, what what can I do that will actually have a bigger impact? And I started to think, well, maybe I could just mobilize birders to vote. But I went to um, the, con- the Conservation Committee of Golden Gate Audubon to one of their meetings and they were talking about really a lot of development projects that, you know, we really need to have uh, an eye on and to be loud about here in the Bay Area. But it still felt to me like, in a way, the elephant in the room was, what about the election? It's going to affect all of this. So the chair of the committee and I talked afterwards, and she was in the same place thinking, like, we have this narrow window of time to try to, you know, affect 
how the U.S. is going to deal with climate change and, you know, the environment of birds and everything. So we ended up calling, you know, setting up these meetings with a bunch of the big uh, bird organizations. You know, we talked with the head of uh, Audubon, California, the head of uh, ABC, you know, American Bird Conservancy, Environmental Voter Project, League of Conservation Voters. And we wanted to get the lay of the land in terms of what these groups were doing about the election and then figure out where we could um, add more. And then we spent the summer putting together a website. Um, you know, we're, we're just a few people and it's all volunteer, but we put together a website and launched it kind of end of the summer. Which looks had, rad, by the way. Like the website looks awesome. And total yeah, shout out, really total shout yeah. out, Kristen Schwartz. She's not a professional web designer. This was like a labor of love, love after work for her. She's fantastic. Yeah, no, I love it. And I'm a web designer and I'm really like, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I'm really uh, picky, but I like that it looks like an O'Reilly book. I don't know if you know those books, yeah. but the way that oh, she no. she designed it, there's like this like tech series yeah. of, of uh, what is it, handbooks and things like that. And it looks it like it really it was evocative of that. And I it just really dug. I just really dig it. I dig it. <laughs> I'm so glad Heather's a hater of bad design, so this is really I'm I'm say. actually a little bit surprised to hear this. Hyper That's wonderful critical. to hear. I mean well, there's little it, things that I would do, there's little things that I would touch, <laughs> but, this, but I, I, I overall there, but there overall I'm like super impressed with it because usually grassroots efforts like this look horrible. They just like take whatever exactly. WordPress theme they found and they just throw up the shit and they're just like whatever. And I, I just was like, Man, this is like well organized and designed. It's nice. I'm so glad to hear that. And I, I actually feel the same way. It, it's not trivial. Design for activism, it, you know, I, I cut my teeth in AIDS activism with ACT UP New York. Yes, and awesome. That, right, the design was amazing. Mm. And we would sometimes, you know, there would be these lefty groups who would, I'm, left, I'm lefty, but these would be like the ones who were <laughs> saying the, the revolution is the only solution. Right. And they'd be handing you their newspaper and they were the ugliest things ever. And I would be like, you know, maybe I would read this if this weren't so like <laughs> offensive to my eyes. I was going to say, I think so. those people are required to have ugly literature. It's like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we all know otherwise, exactly yep. what that stuff looks like. <laughs> yep. well, Leftover yeah. from the But if you're going to really go through your yeah. website, which is full of dense information, you want someone to yeah. actually look at it and read it and yeah and the only page that i could i couldn't read the whole thing was all the ways that trump has fucked birds right yeah exactly. <laughs> well, you don't have time you don't no. have time to get no, through it all no no <laughs> exactly i got like i got like 10 things in and i was just like oh my god i'm gonna have an ulcer nobody yep. has the money for the therapy that that requires no. <laughs> it's true it's really true and you know so what we've been doing is we Initially, we've, we've been, as people sign up, we help them just connect with one of the groups that's doing, you know, some get out the vote, you know, GOTV stuff. Mm -hmm. We just made a switch and we're like totally thrilled about it. Um, it occurred to us if we could get some bird world celebrities to special guest star, we also could put on uh, some events of our own where the birders, you know, we could all be doing this together. And mm. we're just about to announce, maybe, you're, this is actually the first, yeah, well, by the time this airs, it'll be announced. We've got a four Saturday series in October of uh, Get Out the Vote events starring, let's see, first is Jenny O'Dell, who wrote, oh God, it's so beautiful, and now I can't remember the, the title, how to, I'll get the title, it's, it was it was Obama's favorite book of 19, 2019. Mm. And and she's a, an artist and writer. I'll have to look just for a moment. Then Jennifer Ackerman is doing the second Ooh. Saturday. Yeah. Then Jonathan Franzen is doing the third oh, Saturday. Oh, nice. And then wow. Nate Swick, huh? your friend, Nate. your friend and ours, oh. Nate is doing the fourth. How to do nothing? Yes, how to do nothing, exactly. Mm. I'm fast with um, the Google fingers. Mm -hmm. You are. So, Ooh, yeah, really pulled a, wow, that's a, that's a, a coup of a quorum. Yeah, that isn't something. it. It's like, yeah, you're thrilled. And uh, I'm also trying to help some other folks organize. Um, we'll see uh, a continuation of Black Birders Week. 
my my hope is that there will be a Blackbirders Get Out the Vote event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the idea really is just, come on, you know, birders, we're willing to get up at four in the morning and slog through, you know, a swamp, mm-hmm. uh, you know, clear clear trails, you know, pick trash off, off the, um, you know, the shoreline. But birders haven't tended to uh, get really politically involved and apparently and this is sort of a little daunting our voting records aren't so great environmentalist voting records aren't so great Hmm. what the fuck i mean we're nerds like Mm. you think that you know we'd be there but do you think it's because it's because politically they're more left than the usual centrist democrats that are in office or Oh, I, I'm starting to think a lot of it is about the long-standing kind of hands-off, like, not hands-off, like, like let's not talk about politics. Like, like, you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion at dinner, that kind of thing. Oh, God, the people mm-hmm. who are like, leave the politics out of burning. Exactly. Yeah, we get that exactly. a lot, actually. Yep. And yes. I think they've had this chilling effect on yeah. birding in general. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, that's the thing I think I see more than anything. I am known to uh, rouse conversation of the political nature and, and all sorts of things in some of our in some of these bird groups. And, man, the thing I get hit with the most is, let's just, why can't we just leave politics out of birding? Why, why does birding have to be political? I'm like, motherfucker, everything is political. Do you so want to look at birds? Do you want to look at yeah, birds I mean, in the future? Do you want your children to look at birds in the future? Do you want there to be a future? Life is political. (laughs) Yeah, especially now. (laughs) And, you know, like when when I'm, I don't know, out there talking to groups that are 501c3 and need to stay nonpartisan, Mm -hmm. you know, I watch what I say. But the truth is, you know, people who are out there birding and then won't do anything to protect all of this or worse the worst is, are they actually, you know, if they're voting for at this stage, you know, Trump or the Republicans, the people who are destroying the very things you supposedly love, what the, what the fuck is that? That yeah. to me is like, you know, you're kind of a parasite. You yeah. know, you're like leeching off of this and you don't give a shit that it's not going to be here. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it I always have to my watch. mind. It, it really yeah. does. It, this is one of those things that every time this happens, I have to close my left eye because I feel like I'm having a fucking stroke. Yeah, where where I, I is that just, how you the, check for a stroke? No, it's it's I don't know. It's my defense mechanism. I'm like, if I just close my left eye, I I, I don't know. Look, I've been there. Like when I used to smile into my hand. And make sure I wasn't there you stroke. go. Like, can I feel it? All right. Um, the <laughs> the like... the environment, the planet, the only planet we have that we yeah. all have to live on that we know of right now. This the the health of it the the water. That our that our kids drink. Must I make an appeal to the to, to the they children? They don't care about the water that kids drink, obviously. And, well, not in Flint, Michigan, obviously. But I mean, the air that yeah. we breathe and the water that we drink that that grows the food that we eat. This is not a political thing. This is an everybody issue. This is an everybody yeah. issue. This I I don't understand it. How can you? How can you step back from that? How I They don't I, step back. What am I I just and when it's demonstrable that one party has been enriching the richest and corporations yeah. and they're doing it precisely by abusing yeah the world through deregulation and every other bullshit step that they've mm-hmm. that they've taken for for the last you know i guess i would decades say like 30 years because decades. yeah it's been more, decades but more. i mean like the the yeah. environmental i've said this before too the environmental protection agency was a nixon administration yeah, yeah that always blows my thing. mind thing <laughs> i it, so at one point at least the republicans even even if you say well you know it's a disingenuous move to sort of placate like people who care about their kids you know health because <laughs> those I mean, idiots yeah <laughs> then at least they did something about it and it was something good but then like by the 80s right the epa was like literally 
it was a it was a it was a a a, a, a whipping boy of the of the right, right? And yeah. it starts showing up in yeah. popular culture, and you see it in movies. You see it in Ghostbusters, right? And it's like <laughs> the guy from the EPA is the asshole who, like, you know, wants yeah. to shut everything down. And like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, that guy was an asshole, but <laughs> this is objectivist utopianism that that's been plaguing us since like fucking mccarthyism there's yeah. like this and and, and I, it's like I, I i've said it before this like about objectivism and and rand but but what yeah. the fuck this is it's like the it's actual reality at this point like the, especially with the way that the republican party has seemed to have taken hold of like like the anti-environmentalism even though like the same folks are willing to go out and look at the birds they're like well it's it's fine because we're just going to strip their fucking habitats and use it for ourselves and that's just the nature of of things it's just the way the world goes like yeah and you guys are and you know if you add into it i think another thing is just you know birding and you you have talked about this in your podcast right like that Birding has been really, really white. It's been yeah. really, really old. Super and white. most of the people involved have not been living in neighborhoods where the water is, you know, uh, polluted, where they don't have access to, to parks and to, you know, quote unquote nature rather than, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, if we had more people involved in birding, if it were, if it was more welcoming to people who actually think of environmental racism... Yeah, birders would be more political, right? You'd, you'd be thinking about the quality of the air and the fact that, you know, you're living next to a freeway and that's an environmental issue. It's not, you know, just a poor people's issue or something. Um, I, didn't, I don't know if, you've, if, you, if any of you heard either of these podcasts again. I'm terrible with like names of things you already saw with titles, but I listened to one that was like a half hour long story about uh, the whole campaign to stop littering from the 70s and i don't you're probably a little too young but maybe to no have, the crying indian guy the crying indian yeah or native american but they i mean it yeah. was called the crying indian exactly and he was a sicilian, a sicilian yes, yeah that's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole anti-littering thing was a total put-up job mm. by companies who saw the writing on the wall where it went in vermont mm. um an ordinance was passed about, I think it was about like packaging and they were trying to reduce waste. And they, they, these companies managed to flip it all around to make it this personal responsibility thing. Don't litter. And then I listened to another one that was about recycling and about, again, the whole total bullshit that the the companies knew from the beginning, it wasn't going to work, but they have tricked everyone into thinking, oh, if I sort my thing here, uh, this is my bit for the planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wasn't so, it like Exxon or some sort of oil yeah. company that. Oil. Like, yeah. Because they oil make plastic. That, oil in yeah. like DuPont or something. It was oil and chemicals. Yeah. I forget. I, I just recently saw an article and I couldn't even bring myself to read it because like I know it's a. I, I've heard. Yeah about the issues with recycling how it's not really you know yep doing it and i'm like i can't because it's the one thing right? i hold on to <laughs> it's the yeah, one thing i right? have in my life is recycling I know. <laughs> and well, out here in california if you don't oh my god like when i visit other places and they either don't have they don't have composting nowhere else seems to have composting and then you know no one if they don't have recycling i feel so wrong yeah just throw but Truth is, better to spend, you know, our time politically. Yeah. Instead of obsessing over, like, every single shopping choice. And I, I totally get, yes, our shopping matters. But I, as, you know, especially out here, I have met some people who are of the sort who are trying for a sort of purity oh, where they in can, their buying. Their whole mm-hmm. thing is, like, their whole year's worth of trash fits in a mason jar. <laughs> Yeah, and then they then like, they fart into the mason jar and, smell it. and then they smell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they they, they want just... no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you totally. I'm got really it. into zero waste. <laughs> like I'm into the concept of it. I'm into the concept of it, but with a child and, you know, (laughs) we try to, you know, we cloth diaper, we do things. And then there's people that are like, but the cloth diapering uses water. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't fucking, I'm trying. Well, well, it's, I mean, you're you're caught in this. It's sort of a catch 22 because like, 
it it really is something that we have to do because mm -hmm. government will not force the five companies that could take like 30% of the carbon out of the air tomorrow. They won't yeah. force them to do it. And so we have to. But on the other hand, it's also like keeps us really busy doing something that is really, really small. Right. And when, I, when it can it, always, yeah. I, and it's, Sorry. and it's, no, it, it's tough, right? Because it's like, well, if everybody just, mm, and it's like, yeah, no, these, these five companies are, it, oh, it just doesn't matter what you do <laughs> almost because as long as these people keep pumping out the shit that they're pumping out, like we're all fucked. And until well, and somebody you, so makes here's them the hopefulness. stop. Yes. Yeah. Give me some hope, David. I'm sorry. No, totally. Pull me back so, from the no. edge. <laughs> Here it is. Like, it, it's taking it from the individual behavior and organizing. So when, I don't, I'm trying to remember whether this was England or somewhere else. It was somewhere where soccer was really big. And <laughs> it became, it became, yeah, like, like a Sounds football. like Europe. <laughs> there you go. And it became... Somehow, someone found out that a whole bunch of the soccer balls, like they were being made with child labor. And I think it was in India or Pakistan. And instead of just individual people saying, well, I won't buy my soccer ball from that company. Actually, you had all these like kids and their parents organizing and pressuring, you know, their leagues and all that. And suddenly it it had a much bigger influence mm -hmm. and they were able to change, you know, conditions. I think of the Girl Scouts with palm oil. I mean, go Girl Scouts. Yeah. Oh, like, I know. Right? There's that is the way to go. Like, okay, who knows if we'll if we'll ultimately win or you know, <laughs> we only have a hundred years left. But we have much more impact when we just join with some other people and think strategically. Like, how how can we figure out where um, there's a pressure point and how can I take this outside of a private action that is a good thing to do but probably won't have a lot of effect and let me see if i can get together with some other people and make it and you know that's why same thing with off the vote that's why i'm not just calling on my own it's like hey let's get a, a whole pe bunch of people to do this we'll have more impact i'm just yelling community yeah. let's all yell it together just, can we play <laughs> community come on community. Sorry. We, we, we gotta we gotta get a countdown you gotta put your hands in and then we gotta go three two one community i'm, I'm for it we'll edit all of this out okay, there you um, go. i'm kidding we won't i i was no, what i was i was trying to say that um you know i'm it's so funny there's so many things that i'm like uh so hyper focused on what i can do to do the change like be the change and whatever and my f my go-to is like well what can i do and and then i change what i do and um i guess i was never one that looked forward to group projects in school so mm -hmm. <laughs> um that's probably why but yeah you that that's you're right it's like what yeah i would never have thought of it because we're not raised that way. No. There are very few things in popular culture that, that ever portray that. It's always individual heroes. You know, it's like the Rosa Parks story yes. totally falsified like that, as if she's a lone woman who had no connection with, you know, activists and wasn't an activist herself, you know, in a and mass And part movement. of other protests. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it was when I graduated from college, because I grew up in suburban New Jersey, and, you know, middle class, and I went to college in New Jersey, and then I moved to New York to pursue modern dance and find gay liberation. And I did find modern dance for a while. That was that was good. But I found AIDS. That was what was happening in New York, because this mm. was the middle of the 80s. And I ended up being in the right place at the right time when ACT UP New York started. And it that for me was the education and okay, wow, I had no idea what collective action was and how much you can do. Um, and you know, and Heather, the thing about like, I kind of often don't want to work with other people if they're not people who, you know, I, I can really connect with and I feel like we're seeing things the same way. Yeah. Cause right. You know, if you get into a real doctrinaire group, that's all about, we have a single party line and that's it. That's awful. You know, so it's finding people who, well, it's like what I found with Laura, uh, who from Laura Kremen from Golden Gate Audubon, we were just on the same wavelength and we're like, okay, the two of us will just create this. And then we started getting a few more people involved. But Yeah, activism yeah. is such a, 
it's it's so hard in that you need to find people who are at the right frequency as you are, and mm-hmm. that and that is really hard. And there's a lot of burn burnout. Oh mm. yeah. Well, there's there's yeah there's a lot of burnout and bad feelings from sort of poorly organized activism, right? Yeah. This like you Def- see this definitely all the time where where people with good intentions get together they just don't know how to organize yep. and it mm-hmm. and it crumbles and falls apart and then you, you walk away somehow feeling worse than yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's yeah yeah the group that we were used to be a part of yeah. right that's exactly <laughs> what i'm thinking we were part of it wasn't even like activism well it was activism it was it was some. It was a group that I won't even name, but that it was trying to um, do like some en- enact some changes. Well, our hope was with children and STEM and making mm-hmm. it more accessible. And but then it was like, oh no, we can't have children here. It's it's a hazard, and you know, completely shut down. And and Scott and I were just so crestfallen, and it really. Yeah. It really hurt us to the core because that was just oh, we had so much hope and so much whatever. Um, and yeah, that was like, I, yeah. And so I, I apply that to any sort of activism that, that, that can happen and you have to be like willing to try again, which is, ugh. yeah. Well, brutal. yeah. You if you've ever able, heard, sorry, we have to be able to break, we have to be able to break down this, like there's this wall that's been built up in our society that, that, that it supports individualism and sort of. It is mm-hmm. almost designed to break that that community effort. This mm-hmm. this you know like it we're yep. like that everything everything is designed around that. Like right now we're be it people are being called rioters. Right. I mean, yeah. There's no fucking yeah. riot. That's called civil unrest because a lot of bullshit is happening to to uh, to communities that it don't deserve it. Like you know yep. we're you're seeing like community come together and they're just and we're trying to have that broken down. It's so it's so important for to like a group like Oc the Vote to to pull the bird community together, to to encourage the bird community to to be a bird community, Definitely. right? Like yeah, I've been really in, I've been really uh, inspired by you know, the start of the Feminist Bird Club. Yes. And, oh, yeah. You know, like, like it's that kind of thinking that uh, that is going to change things for us. And I think with birding also, because I believe this really strongly with, with activism, that you also have to, joy has to be in there some somewhere, joy mm-hmm. and fun, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because you said burnout, you're right. Like, if it's all about doom and gloom and desperation or guilt, guilt is the worst of all, nobody, yeah. nobody will, right? But... If you, if you can't connect with joy, whether it's, you know, after the meetings, everyone cutting loose or whether it's in the actions you're planning, you find something. But for me, with the birding, it's it's easy then, right? Because like birding for me is definitely just one of the biggest sources of joy in my life, you know, mm-hmm. by far. And you know it, it seems so natural to me the idea like okay you'll do some you'll do some get out the vote phone banking and then hey let's let's go outside and you know <laughs> do some bird watching right so yeah so um have you seen any response yet like or is it still early? yeah it, it, you know if we had been talking like a week and a half ago i would have said oh well you know we're getting a few a few signups a day it's now like coming in it's clearly accelerating uh and as soon as we announce the events it it's just clear it's going to be you know we will definitely be able to you know for me i'm thinking we're going to affect a few hundred people at the least and we'll see how how big by the end of the month of october it gets um but it definitely you know i don't think it's going to be some huge um we're not going to be on the cover of one of the burning magazines, although I was just interviewed from one of them. We'll get mentioned, but it's definitely going to be more than a handful of people because already mm-hmm. I think there have already been about 50 people over the past few weeks who have signed up. And that's before we had any events of our own. So it's yeah, you good. Pulled some, you pulled the right people there. I think uh, you covered the right uh, the right <laughs> swath of, of, of listeners and, and uh, readers and, and all sorts of folks with 
you know, all four of those people have such big reach. Uh, I think yeah, don't sell exactly. don't sell yourself short quite yet. I think you're you might be pleasantly surprised on. Well, I always like to set the, set set the bar like. <laughs> yeah right. Under under promise and over deliver. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. my philosophy. <laughs> Good way to go. I think maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what I do look, all the time. <laughs> you you brought a question to the table that i was really excited to actually mm. read because while we're talking about voting we're talking about all of this stuff you and and publications and all of this your question that you you put forth was you know what do we think what do we what do you think about the scientific americans decision to endorse biden because the first yeah. time they've done it in a their 150 year history and well yeah what do you think and i know that scott Scott and Heather have something to say about it for sure. Scott, Scott has something to say about everything. Let's be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was hooting and hollering. I was like, finally, 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 somebody you know in in this realm of science and and uh, and nature, but especially science, is yeah. just rec- recognizing this is a fucking emergency. It's a fucking emergency. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. act like. Oh well, we don't normally. It's like we're almost we're on the the, the verge of a fucking fascist takeover, right? We're we're in danger, and you know that was to me a sign. Like, okay, these are people I can really res- in a way they were being scientists, like looking at the situation, yeah. gathering some data, right? Go figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It, it it really is amazing. Um, I I think, I mean, f- fuck. Uh, I I. I don't want to even imagine a world of a of a second Trump term. Yeah. But I mean, you, you uh, I I'm actually surprised that you don't see more of this. I mean, mm-hmm. w- w- the reality is there is one party of the two parties in this country <laughs> that cares about science. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. And and when Trump got three million less votes and became president <laughs> of the United States, and he set about draining the swamp by filling it with more toxic sludge, with X, you know, yeah. uh, fossil fuel yeah. lobbyists, yep. and the very the very worst of humanity. He he wasn't just taking aim at all the stuff that Democrats thought he was going to take aim at, right? It was yeah. fucking everything. It's everything, and there, I, I, it's almost like it's almost like anarchy from within. Am I insane? Like these people just no. want to fucking light a fire and yep. watch it all burn. Yeah, and I'm frankly shocked that. There are more. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm frankly shocked. I'm part of a few STEM organizations, and I'm shocked that the there haven't been more major statements mm-hmm. made about this because there is it just cannot be clearer. One party does not believe in science. Their voters do not believe in science. And that means they don't believe in climate change. That yep. means they don't believe in, in the efficacy of vaccines. In vaccines, yep. I mean, it in and, masks. And, and on and on and on. I have nothing yeah. to say about this. I don't, even think, I don't even think it comes down to believing in these things, though, at this point. I don't think that it's about whether they believe in science or believe in climate change. They don't fucking care because yeah. it's not lining their fucking wallets. They right. don't care about people. They don't yeah. care what happens to people because the only people that exist are the ones that can spar with them when it comes to their fucking checkbooks and their yeah. fucking their their resources that they've hoarded over the fucking well, years it, like there's no belief anymore well it doesn't matter well it, there is belief sean because they believe that jesus will come back <laughs> within like a few years and the richest gets in first heather is well, heather is not wrong <laughs> heather is not yeah. wrong in the early 2000s there was a poll yeah. and christopher hitchens was fond of pointing this out there was a poll 
And the poll found that fully 50% of Americans at that time believed that Jesus would return in their lifetime. Yeah. And they would be <sighs> raptured. That was it. And that is that is that is the voting electorate. Yeah. Well, okay? I mean, evangelicals and, are and, the giant block of voters yeah. that Trump is placating. I mean, to. and and so yeah. the, this idea of preserving a world, this the the world. I, I'm I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I mean, literally, the world, <laughs> the world means nothing to them. The world is a is a sinful and shitty place, and they're biding their time on it until they can get the fuck off and go to paradise. And this yeah. is why they don't give a fuck. And and their leaders who are trying to enrich themselves, you know, Sean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it is just about enrichment. But I mean, what the fuck is the point of being rich? I mean, these these rich bastards have kids. They have grandkids. Do they honestly yeah. believe that they can build like Scott. ships to Mars? Like, I, I don't space know. Space force. Uh, <laughs> there is a space force. A, the uh, all-female space force I just found out about, right? Well, there's they a special there's a special think, division. Oh, a special it, division. Yeah. They're building a fucking staircase to the moon, Scott. They know they can do it because science doesn't matter. And Stairway well, to Heaven was a pretty sweet st- song, so. That's true. <laughs> exactly. That's what it always comes back to. Play Stairway. Hey. <laughs> Do you want to say something, David? We've just been um, diatribing Sorry. for a little bit I'm, of time here. No, I'm on it. I mean, like, basically, I, I agree with that. And it's like these different constituencies who all have their reason for disregarding science. And it's it's all of what you said, I believe. And also, I do think the rich basically tend to think they and their children won't be affected because they're not thinking for a thousand years. They're thinking down maybe their grandchildren. Well, they've got enough money to be living in the places that aren't going to be, you know, if the the shoreline has to be pushed back, who cares? They'll, they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the clean water. Um, you know, so when you they combine have- that with... They already yeah, have their like private COVID testing and, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they are so. building compounds. I mean, I read some really insanely hilarious articles by um, <laughs> by engineers, who, you know, who have, you know, and architects. No, who, I mean. Who have been. It's in the valleys in Colorado with a holographic mirroring over the top to keep the fucking poor people gotta, out. Got to keep the, the riffraff rent. out. Good Everybody's God, got we live bunkers. in a fucking sci-fi yeah, it's fucking great. movie. Holy shit, where's Vin Diesel? Blind <laughs> oh. in a cave, yeah. Exactly, I love that movie. <laughs> He's too yeah, busy playing D&D. Pitch Black, you can't, you can't beat that one. Wow. That's, I love that. God. Um, so some birds. Some yeah, birds. some birds. Well, let's see. I... I so I have to say that the the restriction of you know the whole stay at home we had we had a point early let's see let me see. what I want to say is initially it was possible to go out drive out to the parks mm-hmm. even while we were trying to but then we had a period of time where you weren't supposed to do that they were closing down a lot of the parks and I started exploring my neighborhood and it did reveal to me one like oh my god I am totally focused on a car and getting out to somewhere, quote unquote, beautiful. I have been amazed at how much is right here. I'm right in the midst of Oakland. I'm not, you know, it's it's urban, you know, from the, the Cooper's Hawks and the, the Red Tails. And well, it helps that I am so like I saw a starling anting yesterday morning. I've never seen this outside of a nature documentary. Huh. It was on the ground picking up ants and you know, smearing them on the wings and the plumage. Wow. And at first, really? I, yeah. And I was like, well, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's not. And I went, when I got home, I got on, what is it, world, birdsoftheworld.org, and I'm reading, yep, starlings have been shown to do this, and they actually often gather an ant ball. And, you know, it was, it was amazing. And wow. You know, I'm nerdy enough about all this stuff that the first time I saw this was, uh, I don't know, early summer, I saw a, a titmouse bringing out fecal sacks, you know? Yes. From, oh, yeah. from the, oh, I was like, yes, this those. is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> 
fecal sex know. brought Scott and I together. It really did. We bonded over fecal sex. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He told me what a yes. fecal sack was, and I'm like, this guy is <laughs> totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Like, oh. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, and um, birds that are learning their songs, we have a lot of Buick's friends around here. And it is just so cool to to just listen and hear them be really bad at you know the the young ones bad at mm. their songs and like I don't know there's so much to see here and then we get you know st- like today this morning uh, I may have seen a summer tanager I don't it may not have been a western oh, and a summer nice. out here is a big deal you know and a mm. female and like so we're actually in San Francisco is it must be placed perfectly the number of rare birds that are coming through there is incredible um so there's a lot out here although i do have warbler envy for you know the east coasters yeah we get know. that a lot we get that a lot it's all we have yeah. david let us have it <laughs> you, you know what you know, i can be generous I can. you guys get all the you get all the ox and the the pelagic birds that we just drool over yeah. so we'll take the warblers I'll take the I would take those pelagic birds for at least one one season over the war the warblers in the spring. Yeah. I, I would, hmm. man, so many I went, noses. I went on my first pelagic trip uh, a month ago, and the seasickness, you know, the the whatever the pill was, it worked. It to- oh, oh, it was the pat it was the patch behind the ear and whatever it totally worked and it was amazing. So I, I just booked my next one for. A week and a half from now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Awesome. My, my first pelagic, um, I I made it all the way to the turnaround point, got all the birds, and then as soon as they turned around to go back into shore, I got immediately nauseous and sick and spent... So I got I got my full fill until I was like oh, I couldn't I couldn't hang anymore. Oh, but man. Yep. I I needed to try a patch because man, there's nothing like a, a good pelagic. Did you but, know that you got seasick before you headed out? Oh, okay, totally. Okay. My, my, That's good. <laughs> my first my first boat one was ever um, uh, at the end of Long Island. What is that Montauk Point? Mm. Oh yeah. When yeah, I was, yeah. when I was a teen, my dad and I, and then this. Two other families we went out to go on a whale watching thing and when when we, and you know it's a long 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 ass drive to get to the end of long island and by yes. the time we get, so we get there and all it's incredibly windy and all the ships they're all all the fishing boats are coming back in but the fucker who was doing the whale watching was like, you know where this is fine we're going out mm. and everyone on board except for my dad and the captain was puking just like all, all the way out oh. but then we stopped and we saw some whales and it was wonderful and then we go back and everyone is puking again oh, and, uh, magical and I, I once tried I also went with a with a partner years ago to Costa Rica and one evening was supposed to be some moonlight cruise or so, or evening cruise sunset cruise it's supposed to be romantic and I spent the entire thing <laughs> flat on the boat just like on the please please don't can we go back so this was really amazing that that I did not get sick oh oh my god the most amazing thing while we were out there so we were like way way out you know um for the plastic birding and we had had a couple twice um cowbirds like a cowbird would be just flying along out there clearly <laughs> <Really>? lost <laughs> clearly lost and so one of them like, landed oh yeah like, like and they're gonna die the, the, you know our, oh, no. our our trip leader is like this will die if it does not land on our boat so one of them landed and then it decided to go away later another one came and there was a warbler with it wow. and the, the yeah it's like it, it turns out it was a Lucy's, which is also like really Ooh, weird. Wow. They, it had to be identified from uh, photographs, but the the um, cowbird was able to land on our boat, and then the warbler would try, but who knows why it didn't seem to manage it, and so then it would veer off, and the cowbird kept going then back out and bringing the Did warbler you... back in. Wow! Wow! It it was going on for like a half hour, and I was I asked you know the the trip leader who's really amazing shout out to alvaro jaramillo oh alvaro's um (sighs) alvaro's one of the greatest knowledge knowledge bases of birds in the world totally totally alvaro is amazing 
Yep. And he said, oh, you know, this this makes sense. You know, this is this might be a flocking kind of thing. It also looked like the the uh, cowbird was immature. Mm. And it you know, so that so, could have been its parent. <laughs> it's you're right. Oh, oh, you're right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I yeah. Like it, the emotion it's like is mom. Mom. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Out where the alba, out, out where the albatross soar, you've got a fucking brown-headed <laughs> cowbird. <laughs> right. That's it was. Weird. It was amazing. It was <laughs> freaky and and really wonderful. So. Oh, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna say a little prayer for that warbler tonight. That undoubtedly yeah. dropped dead into the sea. <laughs> exactly. Atheist prayer. Oh. Exactly. Those are the most David, effective. I, I have I wanna I have one question that I wanna veer us a little bit back to the to the politics and to Octavo mm-hmm. because sure. we're talking yeah. about birds. I'm glad we got to talk about birds, but what kind of resources do y'all have available for the birders looking to brush mm. up on local national candidates or that want to get involved? Like how yeah. do folks find you? How do they get involved with you? How do they go birding with you? Like what, mm. what can folks do? What's your, what's your phone number? What's your home address? <laughs> exactly. My bank account. Yeah. Which, that won't, which that won't get you very sleep. far. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the the best place to go is the website, which is aukthevote.org. So it's A-U-K-T-H-E-V-O-T-E dot org, aukthevote.org. And you can either just sign up with us right there and you will get contacted individually by one of us, you know, like within a couple of days to, because you, you fill out, oh, maybe I'm interested in doing a little bit of phone banking or reaching out to other birders, but we'll contact you. Or... You can just go straight to the calendar, the upcoming events uh, tab on the website, and we have links to uh, get out the vote events. There are multiple ones happening every single day between now and, you know, the election day. And it's with, you know, some of the groups are environment. What we really tried to do was to find uh, a range of groups to fit basically most people's your preferences. So there's partisan, there's nonpartisan, like nonpartisan uh, environmental voter project, entirely nonpartisan. They're not even really talking about issues. They're using behavioral science research to say the things that you say to get people to actually, you know, get to the polls and vote. And they're, they're, they've identified environment folks who care about the environment, but whose voting record is spotty. So you could be doing it with them. You could be with League of Conservation Voters, or you could, it could be more partisan, like Flip the West or Swing Left. Um, there's a Jewish climate change group, Dayenu. They've just started. We've got links to theirs. Reclaim Our Vote, which mm-hmm. is all about, yeah, reaching disenfranchised communities of color. And so you could just go straight there and sign up with one of the, you know, an event that's already happening. Um, or within, by the time this comes out, we will have the It'll already be up on our website. You can just sign up for one of the events that we are doing with, you know, those special guests and, you know, take part in one of those. And then you can organize, get a few more birders, like decide, okay, hey, we're going to we're going to go to the next one. There'll be 10 of us who are going to join, you know, that particular birding Zoom event. Um, so it's we don't provide the like on the website. We do not um, endorse any particular candidate. But as Heather saw, right, you read the, the what's at stake. It, what do we call it? It's our 20, um, bird's eye view of the 2020 election. And we do just lay out the facts of what the past four years of environmental you know, policy have been. Right. And if you have half a brain cell, it's clear, right, who you should be voting for. Um, the, uh, the far right candidate. Right. Because. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All the way right. Yeah, as far right as as far right as you can go until you fall off the edge. There you go. Edge of the earth. Exactly. But yeah, the the, the ice wall. uh, (laughs) The 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 website is the the best point of contact. There is a Facebook group, uh, uh, a Facebook page. So you can also just go on there to the Octavote Facebook page, and I just liked it. You know. Oh yay! Thank you. You that made it, David. Relax. <laughs> Take a break. Make yourself a grilled you, cheese. 
you you wanted go. bird celebrities, you got them. You em. got Heather's like. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I want James's like. Okay, that's the uh, like. Guaranteed, you've got it. We'll we'll put up a video of him of him liking the page. Yeah, put on the foul mouths uh, Instagram account. Plus, plus, um, I was I was reading a New York Times article this morning, and he saw um, he said man walking and it was donald trump and i go yeah that's that's donald dump truck because that's what he knows him as uh-huh. and i'm like uh-huh. what is he full of and he's like full of trash i'm like yep <laughs> raise your children uh, right the folks. best thing we have exactly. of him is he'll say donald dump truck full of trash that's like the little little thing we taught him and that's heartwarming Though he immediately he said full of trash first, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we we were talking about Donald. We we said Donald <laughs> dump or something like that, and he said dump truck, and I laughed. I said Donald <laughs> dump truck, and then he said full of trash. Yeah, <laughs> this kid gets it. We didn't even have he to does. prompt him. He no, does. next I'm telling you, next year he's gonna be reading Alchazer and Dude, Engels. And yeah, and Dude, kid, kids are little socialists. They don't believe in property. Yeah, yeah. They just want, and they, you know, they share, and everything just goes around. And there's, you know, they'll just leave stuff places, right? Yeah. That's, what are you talking about? He is a total uh, narcissistic. Uh, <laughs> wow. He's like, he's like, but he's not as bad as Donald Trump. But he's future def- James. Don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Stop listening yeah. now, toddlers for the want, love of God. Toddlers want what they want when they want, it, and they don't care if the world burns. Yeah, but I once mean, you, oh, you, man. once you, te- once they get the empathy part, he's then, getting then it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess like w- when I said that all kids are socialists, I I meant like very early on. There's there's really none of this stuff, right? And then something weird does happen when yeah. they become toddlers. Um, which is that they start figuring out how fucked up the world is. And they're looking around and they're like, I can't believe this is where I landed. And then they have to make peace with that. (laughs) And and it takes 30 or 40 years in therapy and then they're fine. They they learn what consent really means very early on and that they didn't give it there. I will will say that he he was excited to add a Nighthawk to his life list today. Yeah. Ooh! Oh my God! The kids, the kids' fucking life list is insane. It's good. Just get. It was just so cute because once I, I, because I was excited about it, and and I was just talking to someone who was like, if you're excited about it, your kids will usually be excited about it at this age. And so yeah, we were excited about seeing the Nighthawks, and then he just kept running around saying Nighthawk, Nighthawk. We saw a Nighthawk. <laughs> I saw a Nighthawk. Yep. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh, that is good. Let that the birding good. wash over you. <laughs> <laughs> now get out there and vote, yeah. James. Yeah. Uh, suddenly you sat. You sounded like the the what was his name? The emperor in the in the Star Wars one. There was something em- about Emperor like, Palpatine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, what he used to say he looked like when he was a to- uh, when he was a baby. Heather's <laughs> almost as pale as that guy. Yeah, that's true. I've seen her. Yep. I have a skin uh-huh. condition. <laughs> <It's true stuff. laughs> David, I would be um, remiss if I didn't yeah. ask you one final question, and I know I you know. probably you're waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And Scott and Heather are over it. But We're actually just going to leave right now. <laughs> yeah, they, it's nice talking to you, David. It's been they allow great. it. Yeah. Um, do you believe in the ivory billed woodpecker? I'm going to preface my answer by saying, whenever I would go out bird watching with my dad, and he wasn't a big bird watcher, but like. He could go watch sports with my brother and then go bird watching with me. He would always say, "Maybe we'll see an ivory-billed woodpecker today." Oh, uh, like, oh that's dad! Awesome. That's it was so... it was great. It was so great. That's so sweet. Uh, so I am gonna say, I am honestly agnostic about it. I think it's hmm. possible. I, I don't feel like I don't actively believe there are still some, but I think it could be. You know, um, there's enough that we don't, you know, that we don't know. Um, so I would say I hold out a small, like the sliver of hope that there is one really smart little family of ivory bells who are total, they become total survivalists and, mm. you know, 
They've got a <laughs> tiny they, shotguns. They have a exactly. little hologram over yeah. their nest. Oh, okay. They just become yes. filthy, yes. filthy rich. Oh. Exactly. They're a little, they're a little objectivists, and so now I yeah. suddenly don't like them that much. No. You know what I was I, thinking I, of? It was like a hill, <laughs> was like a, a hillbilly uh, ivory billed woodpecker reserve, like deep in the bayou somewhere. <laughs> That <laughs> they're just yep. like maintaining this population and nobody exactly. knows about it. Exactly. But there's also wow. meth. There's a lot of meth. And they use <laughs> you know the birds it, to deliver it. Yeah. But if the birds need meth to get by, yeah. I'm, I'm fine meth. with it. I'm Isn't fine it with it. Fine? The way 2020 is going, folks, I, I don't blame anybody. <laughs> I, I, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. David you guys are Robinson. great. Oh, Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, loved it. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary folks alike, awk the fucking vote, man. Go sign up. Call some yes. people. Man, fucking vote. Please go vote. Mm-hmm. And exactly. don't vote for Donald Trump. That's, the key. That's us, the key part. Don't just vote. Yeah. Don't just vote, folks. And, and don't man. do the thing where you're like, but I'm in the blue state and it doesn't matter. Nope. No, 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 no. So that's it. That's fucking it. fucking matter. All of us in the blue states... We're just do the get out the vote stuff. Get to opt the vote. Just yeah. do some phone banking. It's going to make a, a big difference. I'm yeah, telling please. you, it will. It will. For the love of everything. <laughs> exactly. Do something about it. David, thank you so much thank for coming you. out of Foul Mouse. Take care.